So my advice is like, not only get really good at one thing, get really good at the one thing inside of the one thing. So in Amazon, there are only five things you have to get good at. You're listening to the Ecom Exits podcast with your host, Nate Ginsberg. Learn the best tips and tactics to improve profits, cash flow, and maximize your e-commerce business value on the way to a successful exit. Welcome to the show. Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome back to the Ecom Exit Show. I'm joined today by my friend, Terry Williamson, founder of Zon Marketer. And man, Terry is a serial entrepreneur, multiple seven-figure exits, multiple eight-figure, and a nine-figure exit, who is now bringing that experience to the Amazon space with a, a really awesome and inspiring goal of just helping other people to scale quickly and build eight-figure businesses. So really excited to have Terry on the show. Yeah, man, a lot of stuff excited to dive into. So Terry, thanks so much for, for joining us. Wow, Nate. Thank you for, for summing up a 30-year career in about 30 seconds, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, I know uh, left out, you know, couldn't hit it all. But, uh, but yeah, I think good to you know, give the audience some context. And I mean, and also for, for the listeners, other context. So me and Terry have been um, a part of a, uh, an online challenge that, that we first connected. And, and, you know, and Terry gave a presentation to the group a, a couple weeks ago. And you know, I was really amazed, blown away, impressed by, you know, some of his, his plans and, and this ecosystem of businesses that he's, you know, building and really with, with the goal of, of eight figure exits. And so that's what, uh, you know, prompted me to, to reach out and, and, um, and yeah, wanted to, to get him to share some of that awesome stuff with, with all of you. And yeah. so, so yeah, like let's, you know, let's start like, you know, building eight figure, eight figure brands, like where, where does one start? That first of all, for just a little context, being a serial entrepreneur means that you may have a little bit of ADD, a little professional ADD, and you're always moving to the next opportunity. So uh, for me, I come from generations of entrepreneurs. And then my singular goal, I'm, uh, I'm in my mid-50s now, my singular goal early in my life was to have a big exit and retire by 40. So just about everything I did related to that goal. And uh, I learned systems and I worked in, in whatever you know, position I needed to, to do that. Uh, and I did that. I actually retired at, at 39 years old, having accomplished this process of scaling a business. It just took me 14 years to do it the first time. Then I moved to uh, angel investing. I was, I was part of an organization called Tech Coast Angels. I got to see a thousand deals a year. I also sat on boards and acquired companies. So long and short of it, I got a real good look at what it takes to scale successfully. Forget if it's Amazon or e-commerce. One of them was a compliance consulting firm. I've owned lots of, of SaaS companies down to a, a window cleaning company. And there's some basic core principles. So fast forward to about uh, three years ago. It's real simple. E-commerce. Uh, and specifically Amazon, is the greatest transfer of wealth in the history of mankind. I mean, trillions of dollars moving from Fortune 500-style brick-and-mortar companies to people like us. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking for the next place, you know, the next blue ocean of business, then it's really, really simple to, to pick e-commerce. And then Amazon, 
I, my strategy has always been be the absolute best at one thing and then scale from there, create the systems around that. And I didn't invent that. That was a guy named Bill Gates. Go listen to him talk about his career. And he got really, really good at one little thing and scaled it. So for me, Amazon is simply a place to come and apply my business skills. And I'm fortunate that I get as much satisfaction out of teaching people how to do it as doing it myself. And that's how I got where I'm at right now, Nate. All right. You know, what should people be thinking about, you know, with the goal of building an eight figure brand? And and I think a lot of our listeners have, you know, say six figures or, you know, seven figure, you know, businesses, and, and they should be thinking about an eight figure brand and eight figure exits. And so, you know, where, where does that, kind of start or what, what kind of, you know, framework should people have in mind? Yeah. Well, first of all, it starts with mindset, which people aren't going to like to hear. They're just going to want to hear that I, that's the latest hack and you got to pick this niche and have this ranking system. And now you've got to learn how to do reviews without cheating and add pay-per-click and bring off Amazon. People like to hear all that, but really the first thing you have to understand is that your mindset, you know, mm-hmm. are you capable of scaling? And are you worthy of scaling? Do you think it's possible? Um, have you seen people who scale? Can you do it? And the answer is, sure, anybody can. I don't, if you're in the Amazon game and you're still here and we're even having the conversation about going to eight figures, then it can absolutely be done because mm-hmm. it's formulaic. So now you say, well, Terry, great. Well, what's the formula? One, realize that what got you where you are won't get you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know any eight-figure sellers, and I know many, who don't have people, systems, and capital, our money, under control. So if you, were, if you want a little writer downer to go from where you are right now, let's say you're doing six figures and uh, maybe your margins are okay, you're doing 20% um, net bottom line margin, you're like, okay, well, that gives me about like $100,000 of free cash flow. Do I pay myself or do I put it back in the business? It's the first question you have to answer. If you're still answering that question, it's going to be very difficult to scale. The second of all is people. Now, you don't have to go out and hire a big staff, but I don't know any eight-figure sellers doing it by themselves. Some of them have VAs over in the Philippines. Some of them have like one right-hand person. You know, here I have a five-person team here in in my office in, uh, in Kalispell, Montana. And then the last is money. You got to get smart about money. And you know, there are so many predatory practices out there in the Amazon world. Taking Amazon's money, not a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, don't, I won't name names, but you know all the funding sources. They put more people out of business than they help. So I, I guess, and, and I could talk sp- some specifics here, and I'll be happy to on some tactical stuff, but two things, change your mindset, and then give yourself a score in the people, systems, and money departments. Mm-hmm. And if you realize there's room for improvement, instead of working on your bottom line, which you will, work on the components that lead to that bottom line. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, and a couple things that I want to dive into um, that, that you just talked about. But, but the first um, to, yeah, just kind of emphasize, I mean, yeah, the whole you know, mindset. And, and I think if you're not exposed to different possibilities of how things can be, you know, it's, it's, you, you just can't even, you know, I remember when I was starting my, you know, first business and, oh, to have a six figure business, that was the uh, amazing. And that was the goal. And then it was, oh, like, 
I knew people that were having seven figure businesses like, oh man, maybe I could do that. And, and then I've got to say, and even from, you know, just chatting with you and, and from you talking about the goal of, you know, building, you know, eight figure business machines, I was like, oh, you know, yeah, like why not go for eight figure businesses? And it's like, just kind of having that, you know, opening your mind to these, new possibilities. It just, it, it can really, you know, powerfully uh, change your trajectory. And so, you know, appreciate you, you kind of starting with that. And then, and then, yeah. And, and yeah. one thing else that you, that you said that I, that I think is really interesting is, um, you know, kind of like building the business, you know, for cash flow or for an exit and like, you know, what are yeah. people deciding or how should they think about that? And, you know, what's the difference? Well, people, first of all, people don't think about it. Uh, they never transition. Well, let's talk about the brand new seller because we've all been there, right? So what your hope for is, is to launch one product. You might be sitting on a little cash and maybe you can launch two. And then your goal is to get that product to the point where the profits from it can actually buy maybe a second product or order more of the first product. So you're using that cash flow. Very, it's almost impossible to start a Amazon business and pay yourself for a period of time. So what happens is you go six months, you go a year, you go 18 months. Now you're always faced with the dilemma. Do I take that free money, that profit I have from my last turn on that last set of products and do I put it into the company or do I give myself some? What happens is that nobody really makes, or very few sellers make a conscious decision. So if you do half of each, you don't get the benefit of either. So like the benefit of leaving the money in there is the compounding effect. So I'm gonna give you one example of that. Here's my system. You can laugh at it if you want. You can say it doesn't work, but I'm telling you this is what I do time after time after time. I fund the full cost of the product on day one. Now, I know the full cost of the product right through the 30% deposit on the first reorder. So like an average product launch for me is anywhere between 25 and I've spent as much as $100,000 on a product launch. I put that over to the side. My key metrics are 100% ROI and 25% margins. And you say, well, those are ridiculous numbers. Yes, I don't always get there but I do have products that I get 100% ROI and 25% margins. Cool. I have two right now, I, I just launched six weeks ago. I did, I'm doing 110,000 a month at a 37% margin after advertising. So it is possible yeah, if you're selling the wrong products. But now, if I leave that alone, it doubles every turn. If I say I'm playing the exit game, then 25,000 after one turn, doubles to 50 after two turns doubles to 100 after three turns doubles to 200 so if i turn three times a year i turn $25,000 into $200,000 that's wow. the power of compounding if i don't play that game and i say well i'm going to take the profits and i'll take 80% of them then the compounding takes forever so it's really, really simple math, but if you sit and, and draw it out, then you'll realize that you need to pick one of the two. Pay yourself or compound it to the point where you can pay yourself. That's as simple as I can make it. Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, really good framework to, to use there. And, and, you know, people need to know what game they're playing and what 
you know, what the goal is that they're going after. And, and something else that you, that you said that I, that I just wanted to, to again, like, you know, highlight how important it is, you know, is aiming high in whether it's, you know, going for an eight figure exit or a nine figure exit or 50% margins, setting the goal high, maybe you won't hit it every time. But even if you, if you set if you set a big goal and you don't hit it, but you get close still, it's setting a good, a good bar for, for where you are and, you know, where you want to, uh, you know, where you want to get. And, um, and so, yeah, I think that's, you know, back to sort of the mindset stuff about starting with that big goal and having some of those good metrics or, you know, uh, objectives. And so with your, the goal of eight figure brands is, is that all on Amazon or is some of that off Amazon or, uh, yeah, you know, kind of curious your, your thoughts on, on that. Yeah. Like I said, my business philosophy has always been be the very best at one thing. And I'm sitting here looking to, uh, uh, across my desk at my copy of a book called the one thing mm. which is a great a, book about a year less best yeah so would you rather be really really good at one thing or kind of okay at a few now when i started the e-commerce game i thought i could eat the whole elephant in one bite so i went with a brand shopify and amazon and I said, well, I owned a digital marketing firm. I should be able to do the, the traffic part. I run $5 million of Facebook ads. And I got my butt kicked. And back my first year in e-commerce was absolutely miserable because I had a website. I had a CRM. I was building content. I was running Facebook traffic. Well, I was trying to learn how to rank with the product. And, you know, I was gating traffic back and forth between the two. And I just sucked. So... Um, I said to myself, okay, I can only pick one. So let's pick Amazon for a bunch of the same reasons that people are, are, are shaking their heads yes right now. And it's still exactly true. So my advice is like, not only get really good at one thing, get really good at the one thing inside of the one thing. And then as you're really good at a second thing. So in Amazon, there are only five things you have to get good at. Just pick the order and attack them one at a time. Well, with some of that in mind, and I know you are doing this of building new brands and, and you know, launching things from scratch, but like, let's, let's say you were starting today and you want to build, mm -hmm. you want to build and launch a business that you can sell for eight figures. You know, where, where would you start? Or like, what are some of the things that you would think about that are going to allow you to have that eight figure potential? First of all, I, I exactly define every outcome in my life. So what does eight figures mean? It means $10 million or more, which means I want to sell it for $10 million or more. Then the next thing I figure out is I start backing out of that. Well, if you sell something for 10 million, then what's the best possible uh, multiple you could get of earnings for that? Now we're seeing three, 3.2. If you really kick some butt, uh, then you might get up to three and a half from four. Now, the good news is with eight-figure businesses, though, multiples are higher. When you start passing into seven-figure um, SDEs or, or, or earnings, then the multiples actually go up. So now I say, let's say I can get a four, which means I need to have earnings of $2.5 million. Great. So how do I get earnings of $2.5 million over 12 months? And then what I do is I back this all the way down to the product level. So if you, just, if you just start with the exodus, now I need 2.5 million in earnings over a 12-month period. What's my average um, product? 
Right now, my products are averaging about $43,000 per month at about 26% margin. So now this whole thing becomes math for me. And what I say is like, okay, I need to have, you know, X number of products on that average. Then the question is, is how can I do that one time? I'm trying to be very specific. How can I build a system to pick a product, to source a product, to rank a product, and to maintain a product that meets that criteria? You go, great, now I have the system. How do I scale the system? Is it people? Is it money? And so now I have the ability to scale the system. And some of the people who've done this best, I have a friend who launches a new product every three days. I'm trying to get down to every two weeks. So my point is, is that there's no magic formula. I just explain something that intuitively people are like, oh, I get it. He just works backwards from the end in mind to an exact system that he it, that it then scales. Uh-huh. And he's proven that he can do it. And before he scales it, he proves he can do it. Uh-huh. So my, my advice is do that process and make sure you love the building part. Just work, work backwards, have the goal, and then, and then work backwards from there. I mean, I think that's, that's great advice. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of a question when you're going into these, you know, obviously, and of course, Amazon has gotten more competitive over the years. And, and of course, there yeah. still is opportunity. And so, you know, you see a product that's average, you know, the average one is less than 100 reviews, or if it's something, yeah. something like, are there certain metrics that you look for in like, yeah. what is an opportunity? Okay, so we're going to go tactics for a minute, right? (laughs) You can compete in any product. If you wanted to do Bluetooth headphones, believe it or not, you could win. What people don't understand is the strategy for winning. And it all comes down to keywords, relevance, and conversion rates. Mm -hmm. So, and if if you can presume that conversion rates for different types or categories of keywords stay about the same, then this will make sense. So let's take products like dog leash, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to rank for dog leash. And if you did rank for dog leash, you wouldn't rank very long. Okay. So you might do a great giveaway campaign. You might run a ton of pay-per-click. Uh, you might run some off Amazon traffic and you would get your rank up to about bottom first page. Then you'd go, you know what? I'm just going to do massive giveaways. I got my super URL. I got my landing page. Um, this is amazing. I'm going to follow whatever formula somebody told me. And you, would, and you would rank. Now, that's not a long-term keyword. That's a long-tail keyword. It's short, short-tail keyword. You won't c- can keep the rank. But what if you did dual dog leash for large dogs that gets a grand total of 600 search volume each each month and you said you know what i'm just going to win that well the average and you can go right to brand analytics put that in and see what percentage the top three sellers are getting of the click rate and the conversion and you'll find that it's about 55 percent so now you can say it here and then you can also see conversion rates so let's say you get a search volume for dual dog leash for large dogs And that's going to be a keyword you're going to compete for. Now you know the conversion rate is 10%. So that's 60 cells. And you think you can get 22% of those, or you can get 12 keywords for that. And you can rank that very easily by using pay-per-click and then maybe some limited giveaways. 
So oh, now right. you say, hey, instead of just putting dog leash as the main um, search term in my title, I'm going to put in dog leash for a dual dog leash for large dogs. Mm. And I'm going to make sure that Amazon knows I'm relevant for that. And I'm going to make sure my PPC campaigns support that. And if I do run some app off Amazon traffic or use, use my super URLs, it's going to all signal that. Mm. And then guess what will happen? Not only can you take this all the way to the top three positions, but now you can stick them. Why? Mm. Because it's highly relevant and your conversion rates are high and you've given Amazon signals from every single direction. Mm. And so now you just have to back out and say, well, how many dog leashes do I need to sell per month? Well, mm. I need to sell 200. Great. Now what's another keyword I can use this same strategy for? So the big mistake that, that most Amazon sellers make is they don't understand that winning long-term, long-tail relevant keywords, it's a cumulative effect of all the little pieces. Mm-hmm. Let everybody else in the world overpay because Amazon is, a, is a, an auction system. There's their mm-hmm. sponsored ads is auction. Let everybody bit themselves into oblivion for dog leash and you're going to pay 20% for a more relevant term that allows you to maintain your rank. Now do that at scale and you become fearless about your product. You know, I can't lose. I just need to have the five, the, the right keyword traffic strategy. Yeah, man. I mean, great, uh, great value bomb to think end with. I mean, that is, you know, makes total sense. And it's, you know, starting with the, the longer, the longer tail ones that you, can rank for and you build the foundation there you know build build up from there man terry i know uh you uh know we're running up short on time and so want to thank you for for coming on and sharing and man i mean yeah lots of really great great stuff there uh just the last thing to wrap up is you know if you had you know one tip and i know we've we've shared uh quite a few tips but you know one tip for the audience for the listeners that you know, want to have a successful seven, eight figure business, what would that be? Yeah. Well, first of all, um, one, you can't spend money with me. So I, I want to start by saying that I have nothing to sell you. If you go to zonmarketer.com, however, there's an eight figure um, blueprint that I, I put there. And literally it's an opt-in and there's no autoresponder sequence. So um, I, I would say if you want to go like have an unencumbered like tool that that will help you out go there but my one piece of advice nate is start with the end in mind and make sure you're happy so you might be right now considering going into amazon um you might you might just want to build an eight-figure business you might be freaking miserable doing amazon right now you might be super excited but unless you set the point of where you want to end up then you're just at the fate of the world. So I, my, my piece of advice would be stop and make a decision about where you want to go, how long you want to take to get there, and what the big payoff is. And if you do that, at least you have some focus and you have a measuring stick to, uh, to measure your performance against. Well, man, great, uh, great advice. Uh, lots of good stuff. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, I guess where can listeners get in contact or find out more about you and uh, what you're up to? Yeah, I have been invisible up until about a month ago, meaning you can't find me on social. 
Uh, again, I sell nothing. Uh, but zonmarketer.com is uh, where you'll find, I think, three or four pages about me. And then terrywilliamson.com um, is my personal site. And you, know, you can go read uh, about, uh, about me and kind of my journey up to this point. So, uh, and then, yeah, I'm not really on Facebook too much. But, um, yeah, you can go to Zon Marketer there and, and hope there's good information. All right. Well, Terry, thanks so much, man. This was a blast. Uh, looking forward to, yeah, chatting more about all this, all this stuff soon. All right, Nate. Thanks so much, man. Enjoy the time. This has been the Ecom Exits podcast with Nate Ginsberg. If you're enjoying the Ecom Exits podcast, show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This will help other smart entrepreneurs find us. We appreciate your support. We have a new episode every week on the Ecom Exits podcast, so catch you next time.